Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by uh, Glenn Beck, Stubergear, and Chad Prather. Mm -hmm. Happy to have you gentlemen here. Thank you. I just feel the testosterone in the air. Do you? Gosh, yeah. that's, that's yeah. a little intimidating. How come you don't invite women on this show? Yeah. Hmm. What's your deal? I started wondering. Sexist. sexist yeah. oh, okay. Sexist. I never thought about it till someone brought it up. It just happened to be a woman. <laughs> yeah. We're all talking about it. We're all really? talking about it. Now that it's out there, you got to answer for it. Well, I mean, I'm a sexist. What can I say? Okay, all right. What's your top story, Glenn? Uh, top story uh, would be uh, Buttigieg and uh, how off the mark the Democratic Party is with the American people, with their own voters, I think. All right, still. Mm. I was reading a column on a website, theblase.com, and there was an uh, author there, uh, Garland Bletch, I believe was his name, and he was talking about uh, how the Nazis apparently were socialists, and I found this to be fascinating because Vox was just telling me they weren't socialists. Huh. That author was Glenn said, Beck, and it was the blaze. Oh. He said Gar Garland Bletch. <laughs> I thought that was the name. I'm sorry. I wasn't familiar, yeah. but uh, it seemed like a, kind of a weird guy, but he made some good points. I thought we'd talk about that. <laughs> All right, Chad. I'm an angry white male, and apparently these days you can actually get college, college credit. For studying about my species. Mm. Oh, yeah. can't wait to get into mm -hmm. that. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. Um, so, if you think that shooting laser bullets sounds cool, laser. we've laser bullets. Yeah. We've got the product for you. Uh, iTarget Pro, as you can see through this video here, um, that dry firing. As Glenn always says, dry firing is the best way to get to know your gun, and iTarget Pro helps you do that uh, with their laser bullet. It's all about, it's really all about uh, trigger control. That's, that's the key to shooting and being accurate is, is how you pull that trigger. And it takes a while before you, uh, before you get to the point to where you can actually just let it go till you hear that first click. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you fire again the second round. And, and once you get trigger control, and it takes a long time, once you really get it, changes the way you shoot. And this is what our iTarget Pro helps you do. Uh, you can go to itargetpro.com right now. Get 10% off with free shipping when you use promo code NEWS. That is itargetpro.com. All right, Glenn. Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. So he's running for president, and um, he sounds normal. I mean, ish. <laughs> for, uh, for the left. For the left. For the left. He sounds like a candidate that... You would go, okay, well, I can listen to him. Like, he's gay, but I also really like uh, Chick-fil-A, and I don't really have a problem with it. Chicken I mean, too tasty. It was yeah. essentially the, the platform. <laughs> That's what it was. He was like, it's just too tasty. I, I do eat Chick-fil-A. So he's I'm got... Actually, well, I'm surprised that he's even allowed to survive just based on that alone. Well, Salon said that he's not intersectional enough. That mm, he's only a gay man, but he's a white man. <laughs> there it is. And so he's not, he's not enough. But if you listen to him, um, he, he says a lot of things. I mean, his policies, you know, stink. Um, but he's a reasonable guy. And a guy who, you know, takes his religion seriously. He's an Episcopalian, which, you know, explains a lot of social justice stuff. But he is a... Rock solid guy who says, "Look, I, I believe in the free market, but this capitalism is killing us because of the way it's it's just out of control. It doesn't. It, there's no restraints on on people. Which again, I agree and disagree. I disagree with him, but I agree that there is a problem with the capitalism the way we do it 
in America. It is in bed with the government. Um, this guy is, is um, now coming up from behind. It's not where the party wants to go. The party wants to go hardcore socialist. They're creating, they think America is like this girl. I want to show you this girl. She, so she saw a meme of uh, Pepe the Frog uh, in a clown wig. And she was very upset about that. I want you to watch. You're not going to take a symbol of happiness and acceptance <laughs> and, and multiculturalism and turn it into something racist and anti-Semitic and homophobic and transphobic. You're not going to do that on my watch. You're not. Okay, stop. Stop for a second. Stop for a second. That, We're coming back. That was Sarah. We're coming back. <laughs> We're coming back. But just put yourself in the state of mind where you see a Pepe the Frog and it has a clown wig on it and it upsets you so deeply that you either put on clown makeup or you're already wearing clown makeup, but one way or another you think, now's the time I should talk to the American people because I'll have credibility. <laughs> Continue to watch. So Pepe, he belongs to me now. Pepe the, the frog with his curly ass Afro clown wig belongs to me. That is a symbol of the resistance now. I encourage you all to share. I'm going to Photoshop a picture of Pepe with the with Good just God, tons of pro <laughs> LGBTQ Stop. symbols Stop. and pro. This is who they. This is who they're talking to, though. See, uh, this is yeah. what they, Pepe they, doesn't want to go home with this woman. <laughs> Pepe does not want to go live with this woman. No one. This her cat's run the away. Budweiser frog doesn't want to go. The Budweiser frog is hammered. Pepe is hiding down in our plant right here. He doesn't want to go home with this lady. This is crazy. Nobody does. But that's who. That's the Democratic base so, that they're playing to. I'm sorry, but there's not a lot of those people. And if there are. I want out. <laughs> let me make people mad because I know we go around the table, but let me just go ahead and make people mad. And I want to tell you, first of all, this is what I've come out with here recently, and it's ticking people off, but it's a fact. Donald Trump's not a conservative Republican. He's not a far right guy. He's not even a right leaning guy. He is just left of center. OK, all you got to do is look at a lot of the decisions he's got, but they've made him such a far right icon, even though he doesn't <laughs> do that. His decisions and the things he's done have been very moderate, very pro-America things that have always been pushed by Democratic leaders. And he's doing these things in order to make him look like a far right crazy person. They've got to go as, as far left as they can possibly do to the point of jumping off the edge because mm -hmm. they have to make him look like an extremist. Mm -hmm. He's not. Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, is a left-of-center politician, period. <laughs> but he has an R in front of his name. He's got an mm. R in front of his name and an orange face. And I can see him sitting on the toilet at 3 a.m. with the whites around his eyes and the bikini spray tan and the whole thing. Just, oh, crazy joke. I, I've told you this before. That, that's, and, and so everybody, they gotta, they've got to villainize him. They've got to make him this angry guy. And this is what you get. Frog, cartoon frog-protecting clown <laughs> women. <laughs> <laughs> just say that again. <laughs> just America, I just want you to listen. Just yeah. say that again. Cartoon frog protecting cr uh, clown women is what you have. Right. You know, just add a vagina hat and you got it nailed down. Right there. I mean, that's all you need. Stu? 
I'm just amazed. Yes, uh, it's amazing. I, I, it's like the th- the saddest thing about this is you have to imagine that that is the most important thing that has happened to this person in how long? Yeah. Like this is the They're story talking. they tell each other for years. I was on TV talking about how I was defending Pepe or the clown's honor. I don't even know which one she's defending. I, the bottom line is how dumb does it sound when she actually outlines it? I'm going to take control and now it's a symbol of the resistance and now I own this image of the clown combined with a frog. How dumb of a society are we? Like, What are you accomplishing with this? It's a giant nothing. Your entire life with all that passion makes you a zilch. A zilch. There's nothing coming out of that and I just can't I mean, that is our society as a whole. I mean, that is not even just this one clown uh, cartoon, cartoon frog, frog clown protecting, protecting woman. Yeah. Clown woman. Yeah. Right. I don't think you're giving her enough credit. I think really? it's nice of her that in between her breaks at Barnum and Bailey's, she's going outside <laughs> and posting. We're taking care of the spotted owl and the green lizard. It's time for Pepe to be drawn and drawn correctly without the clown, the hateful clown wig. Mm. It, it's it's <laughs> it is it's. It's just—it's just, just asinine. So, no, I want you what it is. I just want you to think how privileged yeah. you're, you're so showing true. your privilege. Check your privilege, clown bitch. Run, Check your privilege. You. This is what you're upset about. Yeah. People are worried about clean water and food and a job. You're worried about a cartoon frog in a clown wig. Can I take can I quick story? I was in Ivory Coast years ago, years ago, back in the 90s. I was in Abidjan, Ivory Coast, and I, we had a, a black pastor who had gone on the trip with us because he wanted to find his roots. Okay, he wanted to get back to his roots. So we're out there. We left a soccer stadium with 135,000 people where we had just spoken at this large event. And my friend and mentor, we got on the bus. This black pastor from Columbia, South Carolina, he gets on the bus and he sits by us and he goes, Y'all don't leave me. I don't know any of these people. Now, look, the point being was he was so he was so spoiled, in right. a sense, by American, African-American culture that he goes to Africa and he sees really what's going on in the world and in, in, in this country. And he's like, these aren't my people. So here's what I say. You want socialism? Let's drop you off in a true socialist country. Let's drop you off in Venezuela. If you really want to find your people, let's drop you off and see how long it is before you're back on the bus saying, Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> who, who are her people? <laughs> I don't know her people. I don't know. You remember when they had those clown sightings around Texas? Oh. I did a video on that. I was like, I got a big bullet for the big clowns and a little bullet for the little clowns. We didn't see any more clown sightings. Uh, you were talking about socialism. Still, yeah. yeah. And real quick, I just want to point out that I think she was not defending Pepe the Frog. She was defending the clowns. Clown. No, she yeah. was. Yeah, upset the that, the, no. that the clown was they, being they, down, was being hit by this racist image, which is Pepe. Correct. Which is not a racist image. It was written by, it was drawn by a normal cartoonist who was not racist. But that's a whole different story. I, I just want to make sure we get that right. <laughs> because this is what we're talking about. Vox may write an article about you saying Glenn Beck doesn't know the truth. Um, between, you know, the whole... The clown, clown and the clown frog. Is, is it a cartoon women. frog or clowns? What what are we defending here? I think she's clown. defending she's the clown. Defending the clowns. I think, can you not tell by her appearance? <laughs> you know what? For the first time in my life, I'd rather talk about Hitler. Okay, here Come we go. On, Stu. Yeah. First time, let's do it. So, uh, Vox wrote an article um, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I had to uh, show much restraint to not get into a Jason Buttrell-style <laughs> Twitter war uh, about this with the, with the authors at Vox, because because they, uh, I had tweeted something summarizing the article in, in half a tweet saying, like, oh, I mean, the name of their 
Party is National Socialists, and you know you and might notice Nazis was a pejorative, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you might notice that maybe you'd think maybe they're a socialist, um, and they're like, oh, oh, that's that's the only reason you think that. Well, no. I mean, we've done multiple documentaries on it, and we've done a million interviews, and, and on this very show, I outlined in their entire twenty-five step, uh, uh, you know, initial constitution, which goes through all of the steps of the foundations of the party. And Glenn, you also goes through this in, in your story for The Blaze, which is great. I mean, it goes through all of the, I think it's eight arguments, the main arguments uh, that people bring up saying that Hitler was not a socialist. And there's a real reason for this. This seems silly, and there's some revisionist here. But it's, it's not to, to, to tell you something about Hitler. It's to protect the word socialism. It's, it's very important that it doesn't, it's not associated with someone evil like Hitler. It's the same reason why if you go out and you start tweeting about Venezuela and socialism, you'll get the Socialist Party coming back after you and saying they didn't do it right. This is what they spend there their time There is no doing. right. Yeah. yeah, there is no right, and I don't mean that like oh, it could never be done. I mean, well, that too. It, there is no right when you when you lay it out. Marx laid out this philosophy. Yeah. You have to put it together. There is no. Do this, put this slot into this hole. You don't do it that way. Yeah, and there's been a lot of different, just like with capitalism, by the way. I mean, I you know I would love to see an Adam Smith capitalism. I mean, we haven't seen it yet. Um, you know, the people have not. We never. No one's really fully gone down that road. Uh, anyway, I encourage you to read the entire article. It's it's a it's a long one as it's been. It was started at about three or four paragraphs and turned it into twenty pages. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's important when you go down these roads to show that you know you really have done yeah, the homework. You want you want somebody to you want. You want the definitive, oh, yes, Virginia, Hitler was a socialist. (laughs) That's the name of the article in Civil Blade. And people do need to read it. It's a scholarly article. I mean, it's well done and it's well documented. I also encourage people, as you did in the article, to to have people need to read, you know, the rise and fall of the Third Reich. I mean, read Mein Kampf. Read Mein Kampf. Exactly. You should read Mein Kampf. Um, It's terrifying. uh, So just to to give you a little uh, bullet points, though, on it, we actually did do a documentary, a good chunk of it, on this particular topic. I have a couple clips for you to give you some of the highlights of, yes, Hitler actually was a socialist. Watch. November 28, 1925, a tiny article printed in the New York Times describing the early internal struggle for the identity of the Nazis. A riot broke out after a Nazi speaker claimed that Lenin was the greatest man second only to Hitler. And the difference between communism and the Hitler faith was very slight. It wasn't just some nobody in the Nazi party who believed this. It was this man. Hitler's closest ally to the very end and his hand-picked successor as Chancellor, Joseph Goebbels. Now, I can like, it's pretty clear... Uh, that that this this uh, was the foundation of the party. I mean, they were literally having these fights out in the open. It was not. It was not controversial at the time. Um, but it's not just very early times. It, there's more to it than that. Watch. The communists in the Reichstag voted almost uniformly with the Nazis. They voted in lockstep, and the the slogan for the communists in the Reichstag was first brown, then red." The general understanding among the communists, among socialists back then, was that Nazism was a stepping stone towards the ultimate victory of socialism and communism. And of course, this is why you saw all the socialist parties at the time cheer the Nazis on. You saw the socialist papers at the time. Um, socialist parties around the world thought this was a really good thing. They didn't think they had it exactly right, Nazism, but they were happy to accept uh, this as a stepping stone. Uh, and then finally, uh, you know, the words of Adolf Hitler himself, uh, you know, in his... Uh, 
most famous work, uh, Mein Kampf. Watch. He embraced socialism entirely. He embraced the idea of racial solidarity, of socialism for one race. Even in Mein Kampf, he acknowledged that the movements were so close that if not for the focus on race, his National Socialist Movement would really do nothing more than compete with Marxism on its own ground. <laughs> but other than other all than of that. All of things. that and everything in the article. I mean, again, you can try to do these things. You can try to be revisionist and act as if these things did not occur. Uh, but they did. And, you know, this is, this is, I mean, this is a documentary we did for Fox News eight years ago. We did, nine, an- we did another ago. one. Later, yep. do you remember the the scene in one of the documentaries we've done um, showed the big huge boats for the universal health care that if you were mm-hmm. a Nazi party member, you were part of the National Socialist Group, your union would be allowed to go on this mm-hmm. big dental boat cruise, and everybody would get free health care and free shots and everything else. It, what do you call that besides socialism? I get all my dental work done on, on cruises. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I thought I was the only one. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, all right, you can get Glenn's article right now at theblaze.com. We'll be back. Before we jump back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com was started by my wife and I and my brother. Um, uh, when I started working with real estate agents across the country um, on another project, and these were all like the 500 best real estate agents, according to the Wall Street Journal. They do this poll every year and they find the 500 best. These are the people who just sell houses like that. And we were having a hard time selling our house. And I'm like, so what is the secret? Well, it turns out there's three secrets. And they're not really secrets, not like ancient Chinese secret. Uh, it is, it's, it's really quite simple. Uh, but nobody does it. And, and it starts with, are you promoting the homes or are you taking your money and promoting you? Uh, and most real estate agents promote themselves. The big real estate agents, some of these guys are selling more than all other real estate agents in the area combined. Wow. Uh, it, it's, it's an amazing thing. So we put their values together. We started looking for those kinds of agents, and we came up with realestateagentsitrust.com, which is we're not a real estate company. We just hook you up with the right agent to help you find a house or to sell your house, realestateagentsitrust.com. Chad, finally, there is a college course out there where we can study your species. There's one I get. There's one I understand. I think I can ace this one. Now, I took a DNA test several months ago after Elizabeth Warren came back with her results. I wanted to see how much uh, Native American was in me. Or, or None. Zero. Absolutely none. There was, there was none. There's no... I, I am 100% white. 100% <laughs> European. I'm Scandinavian. I'm, I'm British. You're I'm, 100%. I'm, I, I am, look at this. I'm going to lift the hat. I know. Well, I you spray have, that on. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I either spend some time in the sun or I spray that on. But let me just tell you, white men unite. Now, you can have vagina hat rallies out in the street, ladies. You can dress your men up in these ways. We're going to have a foreskin rally. We're going to wear turtlenecks. going to look funny on you bald-headed guys. But let me just tell you, the University of Kansas and their pseudo-intellectual bastion for liberal studies that is being funded by the federal government, let me just tell you, there's a new course you can take. It's a 300-level course, and it is called Angry White Men. 
Now, you guys understand, since the 50s, there has been this phenomena of the angry white man that the liberal wants you to believe in. You take Archie Bunker, for instance. Here's a guy all in the family. The world is changing him around him. He's got black neighbors. He's being dealt with all of these uh, social situations that are happening in the 60s and 70s, and he just can't deal with the world around him, and he ultimately is the problem himself because he's just an angry white guy. Well, here we are these days watching culture, watching uh, equality, watching minorities rise to, to places of leadership and equality, and apparently us white guys just can't handle it. So the University of Kansas is going to offer a course taught by a white male professor. Because of course. Because of course. You can't make this up. No. They tried to get Peppy the Frog. He was otherwise <laughs> indisposed. He's at, putting on clown <laughs> putting on, He was at the P.T. Barnum show. So they're going to teach a course. So my question is, how far with this can you go? Can you get a doctoral uh, degree in mm. single, uh, in, in male white anger? Can you get a master's degree in male white anger? So here we are in a world where Forget Title IX, because this is a Title IX violation. This is absolutely talking about discrimination. So it's okay to be sexist. It's okay to be racist as long as you're making fun or pointing out the flaws in white males. Yeah, and I mean, could you imagine angry, angry, angry black women? Angry black women. Angry black lesbians. Yeah. I mean, let's do a class about that. I've seen a few. <laughs> I've seen a few. I've had, I've had discussions with a few of them. I know they exist. So, you know, this is where we are. Uh, this is where we are. This is the world we're living in these days where your kids can go off to college. Uh, you, and if they can't get in, hey. If you're rich enough, you can buy their way in. They're, they'll be great on the road crew. <laughs> so, so here you go. You can go to University of Kansas, take a 300-level course mm. on angry white men. It's amazing. I, I just don't understand why people spend money on college. At yes, all, at all. I'm with you on that. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, there's a, a new uh, piece written by Kyle Korver, who's like a I mean, three-point shooting, uh, shooting guard, small forward in the NBA, um, who was writing about his privilege. He realized he had privilege because, you know, he would notice that occasionally sometimes some like a story would be in the paper about uh, one of his teammates getting arrested, and he realized, like, oh, I wonder what he did. Instead of just assuming his innocence, I guess, and blaming the police like you're supposed to, like a real woke person does. And it, it kind of gives this big argument, which is bizarre, because, I mean, I, you know, like he's near the end of his career, maybe very well just be looking for a commentating gig. Um, so you can kind of see the motivation. But on the other side of it, it's like he's in the one profession on earth in which it's terrible to be white. Like this is like <laughs> you are in the NBA. Like if you are an equal player with someone who is not white, they're going to get picked. Like it is actually actually the one place where privilege works the other way for sure yeah. and yet he's still complaining about being too privileged and too white and i think like it's like this thing where you know, don't judge people by the color of the skin has legitimately turned into only judge mm -hmm. people by the color of the skin. He is, here's a, like, what are you supposed to do? The things you're supposed to do if you have the supposed privilege is what? Not be a racist, right? Like, mm -hmm. not, like, bully people around, you know, give pe mm -hmm. judge people by their merit, right? Like, you should do all these things. Well, we're doing those things. What else are you supposed to do? How am I supposed to shed this privilege? I mean, like, I change the color of my skin? Have a surgery? Like, I, there's nothing, there's no way to win this war. And, of course, that's the way it's designed yeah. and it's actually completely turned around to the point where you know th the idea of, that Martin Luther King had has been completely derailed 
it's really the only thing you're allowed to judge people by now. It's, and it's racist the other way. I would also like to say uh, before we go that if I was demonized for the color of my skin and blamed for all of society's problems and told that I was toxic all the time, I would probably be angry too. Yeah, okay. Back in a minute. <laughs> Uh, Chad, where, where, what are you up to lately? You going anywhere soon? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be all over. I'm going to be in Spokane, Washington. I'm going to be in uh, uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, Boise, Idaho, Idaho Falls. I'll be up there in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Heading up that way. Beautiful. God's country. How are you going to be up in Idaho? Wyoming. What's that? Are you going to be in Idaho? I'm going to be there the 25th and 26th of this month, April. So, yeah. How do you keep up with your, you just rattle off. It's my life, woman. That you're going to do. Oh my gosh, did you hear the woman? I'm an angry white man. Wow. (laughs) Sign her gender. Don't you dare. She's a she and a they. Right. (laughs) I'm a baby. She's a she. I'm a she. And a baby. Yeah, well. And a cisgender. What's a baby? Instead of a baby. You don't want to give your baby a gender. A baby. It's a baby. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Stu, um, I know a lot of people on the environmental activism bandwagon um, are very into replacing plastic bags. Mm-hmm. Plastic bags are the devil. They are. Uh, yes, press plastic bags are the devil to environmentalists. You've got to use reusable bags. We all know this now. In fact, many places, cities have banned them. You have to uh, pay when it comes extra. To plastic yeah, you usually have to pay extra. Yeah. Um, a lot of stores now will uh, not give you plastic bags. They want you to, to bring in the reusable. They'll give Our, you even discounts sometimes on stuff. If you I remember reusable. when we were in California um, visiting our friends at the Daily Wire, uh, I went into the grocery store to buy something and was like, you're charging me for the bag? Oh, yeah. I, There's well, nothing that I've experienced oh, where I live uh, here in Texas. So I, I had it, no I was, idea. I was it kind like, of makes you, you want to put the bag over your head. Yeah. I'm like, uh, just I'm tie in it up from, out of neck. town. I, don't, I didn't bring my reusable grocery bags <laughs> with me. And I'm sorry. So, I'm so conflicted in that moment because we were we did shows in San Francisco around the Super Bowl when it was out there. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm very conflicted as to what to do. Part of me wants to say, screw you, give me the damn bag. But then I'm paying them money. Like, I'm paying taxes to the government to get my bag. So I was very conflicted. I didn't want to give them any money, but also I didn't want to give them the satisfaction. Mm-hmm. I'd never really solved that one in my head. <laughs> um, however, I do uh, have been able to solve the difference between plastic bags and, and these reusable bags. One, you know, earlier studies have already shown that one of the big uh, problems with uh, reusable bags is, you know, people go through and they're, sh- they're grocery shopping. They get all their stuff. They put them in the re- reusable bags. While they're driving in their car, a little bit of, like, chicken juice seeps out to the bottom of the bag or whatever. Yeah. And it's... It causes all sorts of salmonella issues and other food issues because then that rolls around in the produce and people wind up eating it and get sick. It causes a lot of sickness, actually. Um, you know, but again, you can be careful as long as you remember, of course, to wash the bag routinely, which, you know, who no has, one ever d- has done, right? Who like, has who time who's for doing that? This? And if you do it, you wipe out all the environmental uh, benefit anyway of these, of these reusable bags. Well, at least I will say supposed environmental impact because a new study is out. And again, this is not from a right-wing source at all. Um, it's a scientific stu- study. It was in a left-wing publication. Um, and they showed how many um, times you have to reuse that reusable bag to make it equal to a plastic bag. We all kind of would recognize one plastic bag versus one reusable bag. 
reusable bag's built a lot more sturdy, uses more materials. You're going to understand that that one, you'd have to use it a few times to equal one disposable plastic bag. Um, well, they found out that uh, the organic uh, or the normal cotton bag, which is the typical one you'd get in a store, you have to reuse 7,100 times <laughs> to equal the one plastic bag. And that's if unless you went with organic, because organic is much worse. You have to use that organic cotton bag 20,000 oh times to equal one plastic bag. Now, there are some important sort of asterisks on this in that they don't. the one thing they don't take into account is uh, marine uh, waste. Mm. So that is one of the big dish deals with plastic bags. Of course, I mean, I've never put one of my plastic bags in the ocean. It's yeah. never occurred. And I don't even like the environment. Um, so, uh, again, that's I a, hate the ocean. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, uh, you know, so I think, like, again, controlling that waste is an issue. And, and, and it should be something like if you get plastic bags, I use them, you know, all the time where you take them home and mm -hmm. you throw them in a little bin and you reuse them when you need to come to work or whatever and bring stuff. I don't know anyone who, who doesn't, doesn't have right? the plastic yeah. bag bin, especially if you have cats. If you're yes. a crazy cat lady like me. Those things come in clutch for cleaning the cat litter. Now, there is a situation in which we ship a lot of our garbage to China and then China lets all the plastic bags go into the sea. It's not us doing it. It's them doing it. So I don't know how we're responsible for this, but that's the one thing. But, you know, so if you if you in factor that in, they say, you know, it could make up all the difference between this is one use and 20,000 uses. I don't know. I can question we, that a lot. Can we just go ahead and come up with a new show concept called <laughs> Stubricare is a genius? <laughs> I'm all for this. I'd watch it. I, I So there you go. So my <laughs> wife is one of these people who... I, I take the bottle, the plastic bottle, I put it on the thing, and she's like, okay, we got to rinse it out. We got to throw the cap mm. away because you can't recycle the cap. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> she's like, you got to rinse it out, and then we'll put it in the recycle bin. And I'm like, just be happy that me, an angry white man, is with privilege in a first world situation, is being willing to put this in the green box to yes. begin with, and then we're going to ship it. Because sometimes I wake up mad at my wife and I'm just like, I'm drinking this Powerade and I'm going to put it in the trash and I don't care what her or Al Gore want. What so, a rebel. So, you know, I just feel that way. Like, I pay a quarter of this mortgage. I can drink whatever I want here. And so... And I'll do with my trash what I want. But you're right. We're going to ship it to China. And then we're going to have little kids in a sweatshop turn it into cotton. And can we face the elephant in the room? This is a racist bag we're talking about because it's made out of a cotton product. And we all know, we all know what's really being said. I'm woke enough to call it what it is. <laughs> And that's racist. Yes. So we're going to send it to China. We're going to let a little nine-year-old ping work in a sweatshop to make your little canvas cotton bag so you can come back and shop at Aldi and save the environment. Yeah, right. Nobody's yeah. thinking about little ping. No. <laughs> Nobody is thinking about, uh, about little, little ping. ping. Say it. Uh, I will say, say it. <laughs> little ping matter. Little ping lives matter. They do. Uh, <laughs> By the way, the, the 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 same thing with recycling. I mean, like you go through the. We did a whole show of that on Wonderful World of Stew, and it's like you look at the details of that, and there is absolutely no benefit. And in fact, it's very close on certain parts where if you take all the time to recycle, you can get a slight benefit when it comes to like global warming. However, if you rinse it out, you lose all the benefit. Mm -hmm. So right, that, so you can tell your wife that. That is one that is absolutely true. I don't rinse it out. If no, it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. And as far as I'm concerned, that's all the environmental <laughs> advice you need to know as an American white male with privilege. I, no, but seriously, you do. You don't rinse it out. <laughs> oh right? God, like if, no! Like I, if you I, do I legitimately a glass jar of pasta sauce. 
I'm not taking yeah. the time to, to rinse it out before I put the recycle. It's, it's food. Yeah. Like, to be like, clear. Who gave this rule? Who gave the rinse out rule? Where'd it come from? I, I, I don't know. It's, Urban? it's certainly not from a smart Legend. environmentalist because it legit, I mean, you're wasting water. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's a huge environmental cost. Um, I will say that I legitimately throw things out. When you, they can be recycled, I will rather throw them out because it's not even close if we didn't build all the infrastructure of the recycling. So part of it is, you know, we built, we already spent all the money um, that, and once you spend all them, it's like trains. Like you didn't, it makes no sense to build a train right now. But if you already have the trains laid and you have it all built, like maybe you can still run them in certain areas and it makes sense. It's the same thing with recycling. And secondly, you know, with the new thing that's going on with China, they're now refusing it. We're, we're taking a lot of that garbage anyway that's supposed to be recycled. It's just getting burned instead of, uh, instead of it because China will no longer take it at these low rates. You know what I use the recycling bin for? The second garbage can. <laughs> I only put things in there because yes! I don't want to take out the first garbage can because yeah. I'm too lazy. lazy. So if I have a big plastic bottle, I'll put it in the back one because that one fills up slower. So let me, t- this actually came this up in counseling totally between true. me and my wife. <laughs> we went to the therapist and I'm like, let me tell you what she does. Not only does she want to recycle every damn thing that comes in the house, it's party time, mom. Listen, <laughs> you got to watch the Chad Prather show to get the reference. Listen, my wife, so our pantry, right? Our, our very privileged white pantry. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you take the green bin out to be taken out to the curb on Fridays, the entire bottom of the pantry is filled with plastic bottles and new newspapers and third-class mail that I threw in there and missed the thing because it was so overflowing. And so I technically need three of these, two or three of these. That's that's a three in white people language. That I need a, I need a couple of these things in order just to fill them all up. Mm. I, My wife is dedicated to the planet. I sense that you angry white men get such a rise out of trashing the planet. <laughs> I can tell. I'm moving I to China. Tell. Amen. I'm moving to China where they actually smile at our privilege. Can I, can I really quickly, can I just say I am, I will admit, I am someone who, uh, when you get the the little plastic holders for the Coke cans. Yes. I do. You break cu- them up. I yeah, do. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I learned that when I was scissors. a kid. Yeah. I'm much more likely to do that one because it's possible a seagull gets their head caught yes, in it, right? I don't want a I don't know what that means. to yeah, that get happen? stuck. It probably has happened like three times. It's Maybe. probably completely in a... Uh, I got struck by lightning while swimming in a lake in Kansas and got bit by a shark at the same time. That, wow. that was the chances of that happening. Wow. The same as that little turtle growing up with well, a plastic in, ring. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I have, I have a possum family that's living in my um, backyard. I got a twenty-two rifle. Porch, I'll come so. right over. No, I want, yeah. I want to domesticate them. We used to, you're not, two babies. Uh, there's a I thing that lives inside of them called rabies, which is actually, <laughs> un, you cannot possibly domesticate those. So be careful. Mm. I mean, it's not yeah. all of them. <laughs> used to have one that lived out back. His name was Thumbs. He'd come up and eat the dog's food. And then we killed him. So whatever. <laughs> wow, this is a, took a, took a really. I love the environment. Dark, yeah. <laughs> a dark turn there. <laughs> So uh, like from dusk till dawn. Remember that movie? That was like it's like oh, it's like a happy movie, and all of a sudden there's vampires killing everybody. That's yeah. kind of what just happened. Like, this was a nightclub until it wasn't. <laughs> uh, so Chelsea Handler went on a late night talk show. I don't remember which one it was because who watches those things anyway? But um, she admitted that she had to seek therapy <gasps> after uh, uh, Trump <laughs> after Trump's 2016 win. She she said. really did lose it. I mean, she really did. She well, I mean, I don't Ew. think that she's gained it back. No. Maybe, or so had I might it ask for a refund, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it, it does bring up an interesting point of, like, Trump derangement This is a woman real. who jumped off the boat in the water and allowed a dude to pee on her face. She needed therapy long before. This is a true story. Google yeah. it. 
Uh, no. There is video. Uh, there is video clearly, of Chelsea Handler in the water, jumps off the boat, and a dude stands on the edge of the boat and pees on her face. This woman is not crazy because Donald Trump got elected president. She's crazy because she's freaking crazy. She's nuts. <laughs> Therapy doesn't work. I posted this on Twitter. I retweeted her little conversation with Bill Maher, and I said, look, the therapy didn't work. You need electroshock at this point. And this other girl comes on there, and she said, uh, she tweeted me, and she said, that's why the universal nickname for douchebags is Chad. And I said, I, I channeled my inner Jesse Kelly, and I said, thanks, sweetheart. I like my coffee black. <laughs> wow. So there! Chelsea's fired answer. up today. Oh, my God. I'm an angry white male. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Friday's poll. Should President Trump close the border until immigration and drug problems are resolved? 87% of you said close the border. 13% said keep it open. What about the avocados, though? You can't close the border. Jamie Foxx and Tom Selleck have all of our avocados, and they're right here in this country. Jamie Foxx and Tom Selleck own all the avocados in America, and that's all you need to know. Is that real? What? That's the truth. In California? Google it. Is, they have, yes. like, California farms? Is that mm-hmm. what, where you're going with this? They have, no, they have them. Okay, well, I'm just saying it's as a, a fellow... a caffeinated version of the show today. <laughs> <laughs> as a fellow keto-goer. Yeah, I love my avocados. You should appreciate the avocados that mm-hmm. we get from Mexico. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Tom Selleck is a gun owner. He believes in the Second Amendment, and he grows my avocados. There we go. That's all I need. All right, that's <laughs> Thank fair. you, Magnum. That's fair. Uh, today's poll, are the pictures of Joe Biden being touchy with women and children creepy or just him being overly affectionate? Don't forget to mm. vote for your favorite creepy photo of Joe Biden. We've got the Biden bracket that Stu came up with. It is at bidenbracket.com. I just went through it before the show. It's really hard. Some of those are yeah. really hard. There's some barn burners it's in there. Can, can, I, can I just say my favorite headline of the last five days was, a uh, doctored video of Joe Biden touching himself. <laughs> the <laughs> meme nice. where he's fondling oh, yeah. his own shoulders. Know, like, I'm pretty sure we all knew that that was doctored. <laughs> yeah. But thanks, media. Yeah. But isn't that great? They're like, well, he's, he's, it's, a, it's a thing of him fondling himself. And I'm like, no, it's an actual meme of him doing what he's done to everybody else. Yeah. You just admitted he's fondling yeah. people. <laughs> all right. Let us know what you think at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Um, and you can also remember, go to bidenbracket.com. It's what it, this is just the first of how many rounds? There's 32 uh, <laughs> pictures in there. We had 64 ready to go, but the site wouldn't <laughs> hold 64. So we're down to the final 32 here. We sh- and it ra- all wraps up with a special show on Thursday in which there's like 22 minutes of like really serious content on Joe Biden and these scandals that the media has not reported on. And at the end, we're going to reveal the winner of the creepy. I, I am not kidding. Stu Bergier is a genius. <laughs> Hashtag Stu genius. <laughs> oh, there it is. All right. That's started. it for us. We got to go cool Chad down. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. Maybe. That's what you get when I'm three podcasts in for the yeah. day. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.